Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions Podcast, the Team Challenge Edition. I have Shedden Taylor with me on the podcast, a legendary podcaster. He's been involved with Celtic Podcasts. He's helped me out a number of times on the Future Champions Podcast. Shedden, how are you today? Very well, thank you, mate. Thanks for the glowing reception there. That's nice. Now, do you remember what your team challenge was? My team challenge was to select Celtic's best starting eleven from the decade of 2010 to 2020. And the other key is that you have to only select one player from each position. And last month you selected Fraser Forster. Do you still stand by that decision? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, the feedback I've had is that you're well on point there. You've started off really well. I think you're also going to get this one bang on, but let's hear it. You have to choose the best left back. And who have you chosen? Kieran Tierney. He's Kieran Tierney, he's one of our own. When he captained Glasgow Celtic, he scored a wonderful goal. He signed at seven, to him it was heaven. For the sign for Glasgow Celtic and the place he now calls home. Damien Quinn celebrating the legendary Kieran Tierney. That's one thing about Celtic football is they've got a song for every occasion, don't they, Shedden? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I've been singing that song all week. I've really enjoyed it. So, uh... <laughs> So, Kieran Tini, who is he and why did you choose him? KT, as he's affectionately known. He's a uh, just a legend. You know, he, he came through the youth academy at Celtic. Like the song just said, he's been at Celtic since he was seven. So, all of his youth football was at Celtic. Uh, his family's massive Celtic supporters. You know, he, he's a massive Celtic supporter. There's been footage throughout over the years of, you know, when he was a ball boy or even when, you know, like one of our other favorite players, Shinsuke Nakamura was at the club. He gave KT a pair of his boots and the face. There's a there's a film clip of that or a video of that, and his face just lights up when you know Nakamura gives him his boots. He's just one of us. He he really gets it. He's a Celtic fan first and foremost, and then you know he just had the the luxury and the the pleasure of living out his dream. Is I guess he also had the ability to to play for the mighty Glasgow Celtic. You know, obviously a Scottish, relatively young. Uh, left back, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant player for us. Now at Arsenal, obviously, but yeah. He was seven years old when he started playing at the Celtic Academy. His first opportunity to play for Celtic was off the bench for Ross County. Two weeks later, he has the opportunity to run on for St. Johnson and in the warm-up broke his leg just before the game and didn't get to play. All that hard work and then all of a sudden he's got a broken leg. It's an incredible story, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it just shows, you know, the setbacks he's had. And he has had a, a lot of injuries over the course of his career for such a young guy. He's had his fair share of, of injuries, that's for sure. But yeah, I, he's a resilient character. You know, it obviously shows that he's built to the right stuff and he can come back and overcome adversity. His admiration for Celtic was second to none. He was a fan before he was a player and he loved everything about Celtic. Like I was saying earlier, he he just really got it. You know, his family's from a they're, they're a big Celtic supporting family, and and he's just been born and bred Celtic. It obviously meant so much to him to play for the club, and you could really see because he was one of those players that would just leave everything on the pitch. Even when he first broke in in that fifteen sixteen season, we had a really good player at the club as a left back at the time, who was the you know special nomination because he was a really good player for us, Emilio Izaguirre. But KT sort of came through and, and he had sort of he had a big position to fill because Emilio was such a good player. But KT, you could just see that he was so dogged and determined and it's ferocious, you know, and he really got it. He never 
shied away from challenges. He was always putting himself about, you know, the passion, the, you know, celebrations for goals. It was just so obviously that he's a supporter first and foremost and you could see how much it really meant to him. You talked about his upbringing and his parents. I want to play you a little clip. This is after a game where Celtic lost in 2011. Kieran Tini would have been 14 or 13 years old. He's standing beside his dad and you can actually hear him laughing at his dad talking to the commentator. And this is what he said. Well, it goes without saying it's been a miserable day for Celtic supporters. Let's find out what they had to say. By the way, it's the worst Celtic team I've seen in my life. And this is the future in front of us. Get rid of a lot of them. Sack the lot of them. So when he says this is the future in front of us, Kieran Tini's dad is pointing to his son, 14 years old, who has spent the last seven years playing in the Celtic Academy. And now he's talking about, it's almost prophetic, incredible that his dad would point to his son. And it also shows you how much passion that family had for Celtic. You can hear the passion in his old man's voice there. And the amount of times I've heard, this is the worst Celtic team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like it's a, You get that every season, but yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's a, <laughs> I've not heard that, so that's brilliant to hear. Isn't it funny? I think 2011, there definitely would have been a Scott Brown in that team. Yeah, I think Bruni joined in 2007. We talk about the passion and we talk about how Kieran Tini absolutely lived and breathed Celtic football. You sent me a clip earlier in the week that you wanted to share, so I'm going to play it and then I'll get your comment. The attitude as Chris and it tells you all you need to know about his character. Charlie, how, how good were these moments? That there's Kieran Tierney's got the megaphone again. He's, he's conducting the fans there. Why not? Because he was one of them just a while ago, Charlie. But what are these days like for players like him who love the club? It's brilliant. I mean, I, I can only imagine how it feels to win seven consecutive trophies like that. Um, I can only speak from my experiences winning trophies for Celtics. Unbelievable feeling. Winning any game for Celtics, a great feeling. Any game of football is great. Why did you want to play that clip? It, it just shows, again, the idea that he's just loves the club. And that particular moment, you know, that was coming off the back of a cup final just the passion that Katie had he's got the megaphone he's in front of the green brigade yeah just willing them on and he's starting the, the chance because you know there's a lot of times where if he's injured he's actually in the stands with the green brigade I guess it just shows how much of a fan favorite he was just pretty rare I guess you don't get that that often it's pretty special to play for your boyhood club I'd say and uh, I don't think many players get that opportunity especially a club the stature of Celtic football club it, it's a it's a massive name in European and world football and to support the club, come through the academy and play for them. You know, there's only a few players that I can think of that have had that chance to to do that around the world. Yeah, it's special. And at the age of 20 and on the 8th of August 2017, he was given the armband to be the captain for Celtic. I guess a lot of supporters, myself included, really thought that he was going to be the player that would take over Scott Brown when Scott Brown finally decided to move on. Most fans would have thought that KT's the next captain. You know, he's captain material. He's captain of the club when Bruni was out and um, it really meant a lot to him. You could just tell. Sadly, that didn't come to pass, but obviously a special moment for him. And made even more special when he received the ball at the halfway line, took two touches, and his third touch was a blistering strike. Let's have a listen. And i got to tell you, I love this clip because it's from Celtic TV. And if you and I both know one thing, the most biased commentators you'll ever find, and I absolutely love it. In this clip, the raw emotion simply takes it away from them and they start speaking a language that many people who are listening today may not understand. Let's have a listen. 
He's in the middle of the park. He's got options on his left-hand side. Oh, what a goal! The captain scored! Oh, wonderful strike from Kieran Tierney. It's 4-0. I told you, once he came bold, he was itching to get bold. <laughs> it with a magnificent strike from Kieran Tierney. I tell you, you can't have subtitles on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Yeah, obviously Jerry McCulloch and Tom Boyd, um, <laughs> the iconic duo that, uh, especially Tom Boyd, you know, it's so biased. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean that 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 commentary uh, piece there definitely does it uh, wonders because it justified the reaction. It was an absolutely wonder goal. I remember watching that live. It was yeah, it was incredible. The audacity to even hit the the ball from that that area. You know, it was a thunderbolt. There was no one was stopping that. Always love a bit of tomboy Jeremy Cullick combo. To strike it from 35 to 40 metres away from goal and it did not fall at all. It rose the whole time until it reached the top right-hand side of the goal. The goalkeeper had no chance. The defender looked in bewilderment and could not believe it happened and the crowd went wild. It was an amazing experience for a young captain of his boyhood team. Incredible to watch. It's just another one of those moments. There's, there's been a few from KT, but that is definitely a standout. That was unreal. So what is it that he achieved for Celtic that made you choose him as the number one left back for the decade 2010 to 2020? He was just a part of that team that went on to win four trebles, the quadruple treble. He, you know, he left the club before finishing that, but he did get uh, two and a bit of the trebles. Yeah, just to come through from a young age to captain the club, to be a serial winner with Celtic and just his ability. There's games that I remember against like Man City, him scoring goals against Man City and just not looking out of place. I guess because he's the more recent left back of the decade, it's also really fresh in my mind how good of a player he was. But it also goes without saying he he is our club record transfer fee for a sale, selling him to Arsenal for £25 million. That's our record fee. So it tells you all you need to know about how good of a player he was for us. It was heart-wrenching watching him go though, wasn't it? At the time, it was really difficult. A lot of supporters, probably myself included, were pretty quick to turn on him because we're incredibly fickle. The club is the club, first and foremost. Players leaving the club, it's uh, if you're a valued member of the squad and you're leaving, it's not a great feeling for the club because... Celtic is our, that's the top tier of football for Celtic fans. You know, that's, why would you want to go anywhere else? And then to have, you know, a supporter that's grown up and then eventually played and captained the club to leave at such a young age, it was a bit of a, it was a sting. It was a bittersweet sort of thing because, yeah, we got good money for him. But at that stage when we got the transfer fee, we weren't really spending the money wisely. We weren't investing the money properly in the club. We were buying absolutely dross players to, to replace the ones we were selling, it just didn't feel right at the time. And I think he still comes in with a lot of flack now among supporters. I guess, you know, because we had the Brendan Rodgers do the same thing and then KT sort of left without seeing the 10 out because that was a big part for, for every Celtic fan was winning 10 league titles in a row. It's something that hasn't been done in Scottish football before. He sort of left early and it was, yeah, it was tough to watch. I'm not too sure if he's won all the supporters back over, but undeniably a brilliant player for us and yeah definitely earns his place in my top left back in the last decade for sure and what made him great on the field his aggression i guess he was so brilliant defending defensively he was so sound he knew when to stay on his feet he knew when to go in incredibly hard but fair and his end product that that left foot 
is just, it's a wand. He worked so well with Scotty Sinclair on that left-hand side when he was coming through the club and then, you know, he had a special relationship with Patrick Roberts and his final delivery, the amount of assists that he got from that side of the field. And you can see it now at Arsenal, you know, when Arteta plays him in the right position, he thrives. He's like pretty much their only creative outlet. His attributes are, he's just aggressive without being overly aggressive, just sort of smart with his aggression, I guess. He, he goes in hard, he's fair, he's fit, he runs a lot, and his final ball is just unbelievable. When you look at him as a person off the field, what is it that you like about him? He's just he's just another fan, you know, he's just a young Scottish guy, just a regular bloke by all reports, you know, it doesn't, it's not flash, he wasn't driving like the, the Lamborghinis and stuff to the training, he wasn't wearing all the really expensive gear, he just, he just seemed like one of those guys and, you know, even to to rock up at one of our family members' houses to sign a, a jersey for charity, you know, like things like that, just unbelievable to just rock up at someone's house. He just seems like such a really good guy, really chill person. I love it that he moved out of home only because he went to play for Arsenal. So he was still living with his folks yeah. when he was at Celtic and that just shows you how down to earth he was. He loved Scott Brown, who was one of his idols when he was playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess when we get to um, that part of the field, we potentially will be talking about Scott Brown. But yeah, you know, both of them are very much the same, from the same mould. Just Scottish guys, you know, they really get that culture. Like KT sponsors, you know, all of his best mates have a like a Sunday league team. So he sponsors his mate's Sunday league team. Just stuff like that, you know. It's legendary. It really is. You did mention your close second. Who was it? Yeah, Emilio Izaguirre. Why? Izzy, like, he was unbelievable when he first came to the club. So he came in 2010. His debut was the same game as uh, Big Fraser Forster's, actually. He won, like, Players Player of the Year, um, Scottish Player of the Year, all of these accolades in his first season with the club. And he just looked like he was going to be an absolute gem. We've just found him out of out of nowhere. Yeah, he was uh, what was going to World Cups with Honduras. and really really brilliant footballer for us and it was just at the time when KT broke through Izzy he had fallen off a little bit but he was still the man you know like you would have never ever in a million years at the start of that season thought yeah we need we need a new left back he was so sound and such a brilliant player for us especially his first two seasons he was um he was unplayable but he got hampered with injuries and eventually lost his place to a young and hungry Kiantini and, and yeah, had to move on to further his career elsewhere. Awesome. Now it's time for the FIFA stats. I've tried to get the 2019 stats for you, Shedden, because that was the last year he played for Celtic. Okay. Now, have you cheated? Have you gone and checked these? No, I haven't. No. That's good. Can I get you to sign a stat deck afterwards? Because, you know, this is a <laughs> this is a professional podcast. We take this stuff seriously. So, yeah, mate, you know, no it's important that you, you don't cheat. Um, yep. I hope you cheated. No, just kidding. <laughs> <I did>. um, <laughs> are you ready for pace? What do you give him? Uh, 78. 78. So you think he's fast or not fast? He's okay. He's not like a world beater, but yeah, I mean, he, you never thought he was slow, but you'd never think, uh, well, I never thought like, wow, KT's so quick. It was just, he could run. What about shooting? Ah, oh, I don't know, 68. And passing? 70. 70. Dribbling? Uh, probably 72. 72. Defending? 74. 5. Which one? 75. <laughs> and physicality? Yeah, it's 73. I mean, he's not a big guy, but uh, yeah, about 73. 
Okay, are you ready for the uh, results? I'm pretty nervous for you, Shedden. Go on, yeah. <laughs> for pace, you gave him 78. His stats say 89. Oh, but my God. He's rapid. In, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, in fact, it is his best attribute as far as FIFA is concerned. And for you, uh, it is also the best attribute. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that, that, that's fair. Now, you've said 68 for shooting, and if you look at that goal, and there's another goal yeah. that he scored from almost the byline. It was a left foot cracker, and I've seen another beautiful right foot, some amazing shots, but they've given him 53, almost subpar. That's what I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I, I was thinking FIFA stats, not actually what I would have given him, but, yeah, that seems wrong. That's too low. Yeah, you've said 68, and that that's probably more like it. He, he only scored five times or five goals in – the Scottish Premier League, but uh, as a left back, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's not too bad without scoring penalties yeah. like a certain player. <laughs> You've said passing 70. They gave 69, so that's like a ride. That's pretty close. Yeah, it's not too bad. Dribbling. You said 72. They said 73. Damn. Again, very close. Defending. I thought you would have given him a higher rate for defending considering he's a left back. But you said 75 and they've said, or FIFA stats say 71. Mm-hmm. So a little bit lower by FIFA stats. Physicality, they've given him a 79. Right, okay. And you've given him a 73. You've really underdone him there, I think. I think he's a bit... <laughs> It's just, you know, he's a planet Celtic, mate. Not a whole lot of defending to do. That's true. But physicality-wise, he's, I mean, he has been belted. He's broken his teeth and he's, yeah, he's had hes had a few injuries uh, just by being present. So I'd <laughs> at least give him 79, but 73 is all right as well. So how do you think you went then? I think you, you are demonstrating a really good ability as a uh, FIFA statistician and I think your resume is building every month. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously got nothing to do with the hundreds of hours I've spent playing FIFA. Uh, that I just don't think would. <laughs> matter at all really yeah I, I don't even know how to spell fifa i think it's spelled c-o-r-r-u-p-t corrupt <laughs> <laughs> is that fair yeah yep thank you for participating in this team challenge your left back next month you have to either go right back or a center back which one do you want to choose let's go right back right back yeah you're too scared to do the center backs aren't you yeah i'm terrified <laughs> <laughs> All right, next month you're doing the right back. Have you got any ideas for this one? Yeah, I think it's a shoo-in as well. It's pretty easy. Well, let's not give it away. Make sure people have to listen to the next episode of the Future Champions Podcast Team Challenge Celtic Best 11 2010 to 2020. Awesome. Thanks, mate.